0: Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest-growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU invests in high-demand areas such as nursing, teaching, and the sciences. Students engage with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for.
1: Podaskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network.
2: Support for Pottoskew Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels.
1: Yo, 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 jingle balls to the wall, fellas, listen up.
2: Yo, 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 what are you, Pauly from Rocky Five?
1: <laughs> no, I'm Rocky, you know, untrim- untrimmed pubes, you know, are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up
2: and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Dude, I, I am always afraid of of hurting myself when I'm cleaning down there, man. I almost nicked the months, man. That shit hurt. Ooh, damn, that's just scary.
1: It always stings afterwards, too. Yeah. That's what always. Well, that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0, I know it's scary to call it a lawnmower, especially <laughs> shave for per- part, but it's got advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, which is fucking great for me, dude, because I I hate trimming it and jumping back in the shower. I just want it done, especially if I'm in a rush. So the Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which means if you don't think of yourself as having a perfect package, you get an actual perfect package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free and smelling nice down there.
2: You don't want to use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls, that's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer.
1: You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. No, they don't. <laughs> Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking.
2: And these products smell good. Their mainly scent is attractive and will help you set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-shaving boxer briefs.
1: You mean anti-chafing, not anti-shaving. The whole point of this is shaving.
2: I didn't say shaving. I was doing the British thing
1: for Henry. The, the British thing. Okay, well, it is the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. I can't imagine
2: get- if you gave this thing to your dad.
1: Hey, Dad, I got you a gift for Christmas. Christmas? The fuck is Christmas? Ah, well, here, it's a gift for you. Oh, what is this? It's a ball trimmer. You know, it helps you know keep everything. I'm 80. What the fuck do I care? Anyways, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. By the way, that is one word.
2: Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. And the hamster wheel keeps spinning. I'm CJ.
1: Julie's not with whoa, me tonight. Whoa, 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 What the fuck are you doing? What? Who,
2: who are you?
1: <laughs> Motherfucker. All right, let's do this again.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Pod Skew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero lame, mate Rico. What's up, man?
1: That's fucking better. Good <laughs> Thanks. Job. Dude, it's been so long since we did
2: this. We have not rec- recorded an episode together since we did Batman
1: Alone. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a much-needed break, but, like, I'm glad we could do this.
2: Yeah, no, me too, absolutely. I've missed doing it, and, I'm, and what I'm also glad about is we still had regular content to put out to our listeners, and they weren't without content while we were taking some time off.
1: Which is why we needed some time off, because you and I... Did a lot of recording. We did, we did,
2: but it it was worth it. It it was worth it. I think everything came out um as good as as could could be expected and maybe better. We're gonna talk about some of that as we get into the episode because we have some guests coming on, so we'll get into some of that. Um, Ooh, yes. Yeah, we'll 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 leave that hang for a minute. But I, I um I did want to uh, do a brief announcement. Um, we. We've hired, and I use that term loosely because we're not paying her, (laughs) but we have (laughs) brought on board to the Pottiskew family the the woman who played Harley Quinn, Rebecca Gibson. She is handling a lot of our social media now.
1: Oh, I love my Harley working for us.
2: I knew you were going to do that.
1: (laughs) Of course. Like, you know, if you gave me any opportunity to do an impression... Look, man, I know how much you love my impressions. I love, yes, love love them, love them. love my impressions, so I'm always going to give you the lasting impressions.
2: Yes, of course, I heard the Joker more than I need to for the rest of my
1: life. (laughs) Dude, I've had the Joker in my head for fucking ever, Uh, especially because of Batman alone. But, like, I'm now using it as a tactic to scare the shit out of my nephews. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like when I babysat them the, the last week, they were not listening, and I said, if you boys don't stop fucking around, I'm going to tell you live from limb. Did
2: just, you say fucking but, around? No. Okay, uh, I was going to say, I, mean, I didn't I mean, think I, your brother would swing I, with I, that. So
1: I think I said assing around. I like, you stop assing around, I'm going to fucking put... Yeah, I can't like paraphrase right. without saying fucking. Um, <laughs> but, but they were both going to be like, what is that?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. How's it? So how you been, man? It's been like three weeks. I mean, we, we've we talked a little bit in between, but we're really, we've kind of been doing our own thing. So.
1: Um, I'm, I'm good. Uh, Steph and I have been, for the whole month of October, we pretty much did a horror movie nightly kick. Nice. And so since she's not super into horror, I mean, she's not into like, slashers, which is really more right. of what I'm in. So we branched out. We didn't just watch slashers and shit, but like, there were some key movies where I'm like, you know, just as a horror movie education, you should watch A Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. You should watch. And she's like, are we going to watch Friday the 13th? I'm like, yeah, we should watch the fourth one. Because that's kind of the movie where you get everything. You get him as Jason. You get the hockey mask. You get him sort of being mm-hmm. zombie-esque and you get some good kills. And plus, who, can, who could resist young Corey feldman
2: (laughs) (laughs) by the way Uh, speaking speaking of um freddie and and we'll get into this a little bit later with one of our guests but there's a new show out there where they play these games and i don't know if you heard the episode i know you've been trying to catch up there's not that many of them but i know you said you were going to try to catch up but one of the questions they asked was who would you rather have as your neighbor freddie or jason and that was the debate topic for a, a section of this game.
1: And, um, do you want me to, you want me to?
2: If you want, sure. I was just bringing it up, but if you want to answer it, go for it. I mean, let
1: me, let me, let me ask a question within the question. Sure. Is Freddy a normal dude? You mean, Looks pre, like, or, no. or is he? It's or Freddy Krueger to infect your fuck- So he's able to get into your dreams. Oh yeah, no,
2: it's it's full on fucking Freddy. Yeah, and one
1: hundred percent Jason.
2: Okay, now why? Because I- there was always a.
1: Because then I could lock the fucking door. Well, yeah. See, he's still crashing through. But if I fall asleep, I'm fucked, regardless where I live. See,
2: my and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take it to a much darker place. But my initial reaction was. Freddy, for one reason, one word, pedophile. Isn't that what got Freddy all burned up in the, like, arrested and, and, like, executed in the first place?
1: It depends which version you're watching. If in the reboot with Jackie Earl Haley, then yes, he's a pedophile. I but thought he in was the, in the original. Robert, no, in the original, the, the originally he was supposed to be a pedophile. Oh. And for some reason, they decided not to because they thought it was almost too dark, so they just called him a child murderer, which is I not guess... not much better. In is <laughs> yeah. better. Like, but in the remake they, they straight up made him a pedophile. Okay. I I so why would I, that be better?
2: What would be better? Said he, he, no, he I said, want I want Jason because I don't want also. a pedophile living in my neighborhood. So
1: I mis- I misunderstood because I yeah. was like I w- I was like you want a pedophile living like, no I, don't, I I I no, misunderstood no, no. yeah uh... <laughs> I, but I will say like I think the other thing is that Jason would kill you quickly that's at least if you're gonna die from one of these fuckers you know at least Jason will like behead you quick or put an axe in your face right Whereas, well one you know, of Frankie one of the... will like, drag it out as long as possible
2: so. I'm going to share two of the arguments for each character for having them as neighbors, right? So the for Jason argument, the one that cracked me up was, well, you're always going to have garden tools. You'll be able to borrow from Cause he's going to have a wide selection. So that was, that was the, the, um, and he's quiet. Those were the two, the two big <laughs> selling points
1: for <laughs> for Jason. He's being the heavy metal really loudly. And you right. can go over there from the door. Yeah.
2: The argument for Freddy was that he's going to have the best topiary in the neighborhood. He's going to ha- he's gonna have shreds. Sh- it's going to be... They-, they basically went the Yeti scissor- Edward Scissorhands yeah. argument without saying it. But yeah.
1: yeah. That's what I was like. He's not fucking Edward Scissorhands. He's fucking <laughs> Freddy, Freddy fucking,
2: fucking Kruger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a big difference, you know. Yeah. The difference is one of them is giant up. The other one was killed. Killed Johnny Depp.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but
1: it's. Steph and I actually did watch Freddy vs Jason, and I was kind of like, I think that was the last one we watched. And I'm like, look, if we're if we're ending this, and it's like Halloween, I mean, we we've already seen Halloween. So I was I'm gonna like, say, shouldn't
2: fuck- you end it with a Halloween movie? <laughs> like-
1: well, we we had watched we watched the Rob Zombie Halloween, and we she, I was curious of her opinion, and she's like, yeah, that was fucking terrible, and I was like, yeah, it, it, it fucking is okay um though we watched freddy versus jason the little bit she... that
2: i the little bit i saw the rob zombie one i liked better than the whole of the 1978 one.
1: Oh uh, well you're just a fucking awful person <laughs> well thank you you're welcome um uh, no dude i i really got it but we, look we watched uh freddy versus jason that we, we watched a lot of horror films and now, our, our the kick that we've been going through is I've been showing stuff, the Terminator films.
2: Okay. Getting ready for Dark so we,
1: Fate. Well, we are up in the air of like, hey, if we happen to watch, if we happen to go see Dark Fate, we should, you should at least see at least the first two.
2: Right. Because it's supposed to be a direct sequel to
1: T2, isn't it? Right. But yeah. we also went overboard and watched T3 last night, which I, I never thought deserved as much hate it's definitely not as good as the first two no but it's sort of the better one of the other sequels you know
2: i i really like genesis i did i like that one i'm not saying it's fantastic but i actually like that one a lot
1: i had a big problem with a spoiler for those who haven't seen genesis i had a big problem with the fact that they made john connor the bad guy which for me is a big fucking no-no
2: it was an interesting twist, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, but it was it. It was look. There's risks in storytelling and filmmaking and going new directions, right? But then there's I'm going to take the guy who's supposed to fucking save humanity and make him the ultimate villain. Yeah, that's it's not really. it's it yeah. kind of like Anakin to Darth Vader, but like ultimately Vader got redemption, whereas right. John Connor just became a douchebag. A fucking <laughs> yeah, he became a fucking. Also, I'm not a fan of the actor who played him in that one, Jason Clark. Don't think he's. He, I don't think he's got it, man. I don't. I, he they, they keep kind of pushing him in these random movies. Like he was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then he was also in Genesis, and then he was he was in a, the remake of Pet Cemetery. And he, I just find him a bland actor personally.
2: I, I'm looking forward to seeing with Dark Fate what they did with Eddie Furlong because he apparently is in this thing.
1: So. Uh, from what I've read, he's not in it, but they, uh, because I haven't seen it, I don't know what's going on, but apparently there's like a scene involving a young John Connor. And they, so they do motion cap where they get uh, like what his face looked like in, in 1990 fuck and, and threw him in and, and had like a young, like a voice actor dub him with his, huh. you know, so I, it's it's Eddie Furlong without being Eddie Furlong. I don't think got paid. Let's put it that way.
2: Well, the the things I had seen was that he was on set and did something. So maybe he did shoot something that they ultimately cut. I don't know. But anyway, um, maybe
1: we can. You know, we could. We should always. We should talk about a Terminator episode one of these days. Yeah,
2: we could totally do a Terminator episode. I'd be. I'd have to watch Salvation again because it's been a long time since I've seen it, and just to be. On just to have it all in my memory, you know, but um, the,
1: the memorable thing about Terminal Salvation for me was fucking Christian Bale losing his shit on the set. <laughs> oh, but, well, good for you. That's actually not, thank you. That's actually a pretty good one. Thank you. Um, oh, good for you. Laudy,
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but oh, I, God. I also want to. Before our guests join us there's a couple of quick things I want to also talk about. I um I want to give some love to a, another show on the network on the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Um obviously we've been friends with Jess and Bethany from Body Count and they've just recently got things restarted because um Jess went through a move. She moved from one state to another. Um so they were basically off air for two or three months I think, like a while. So Yeah, a while. Um, but they're they're back on their their grind and they're kicking ass like usual. But also, the Black Girls Do It 2 podcast is a show that has started like listening to us and following what we do. And
1: did they change their name? Because when they first started, it was called Brown Girls Do It. Is now think Black that's Girls Do no,
2: It? No, I think that's a different show. I know what you're talking about, and I think that's a completely different show because they're. The ones you're thinking of are British. These girls are American, as far as I know. So real, yeah. That's,
1: I'm just saying, George Lucas might might have to sue somebody because
2: <laughs> the names are
1: very similar. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Um, but no, I when
1: I when I found because I found them on Big Ed's, and I thought it was the ones that Mm-mm. were the british ones so that's why so i i don't even know the fucking difference
2: and if you if you what's even going to convince you more if you listen to the most recent episode they released they had two guests on that were british so that would have thrown you off if you had never listened but
1: see this is why i don't listen to like most other podcasts except for <laughs> <us>. <laughs> um,
3: family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad
2: They have been listening. They've been going back and catching up on our library a little bit and have been doing some live tweeting and also giving us a lot of love. And so I just wanted to kind of give some love back because um, the way the way we do things on the network, we're never going to run their promo, at least mm. for now. And so mm. I don't want them to get missed on that. Same with Jess and Bethany because even though we're on in the same network, we're in a different category than they are. So... What's we're that?
1: funny well <laughs> wow that's Rico that's only Rico um say that they're not funny but they're not aiming for funny where we're, we're well, at least I'm trying to aim for funny
2: I feel like they I I do feel like that Jess aims for funny while educating like she makes for that mixture I feel like
1: Speaking, well, it would help if she would had more mixture in her cocktails. Then, and then no, like, no, no, instrument. she.
2: The last thing Jess needs is more mixture in her cocktails. Um.
1: Uh, if I, if we're throwing out some love as well, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, have some love to uh, Ricardo, the oh, the fan from not Amsterdam, um, right? Yeah,
2: I forget so, exactly
1: where, but yeah, he's from uh, Ar-, Ar Arjan. Ah, uh, fuck, I, I, he's. He and I were talking, and he, he asked me to do um, an intro, which I've been doing pretty much every year for him. Yeah. For, like, Halloween contests he does. That's
2: where we got the infamous Welcome to Pottasku fuck from. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because I, for- <laughs> I fucked up my own intro, which is <laughs> ironic because I don't do the intro here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Salute, buddy. Um, <laughs> that how I was trying to make you start. Um, came close so I was talking to him recently and I told him about the Batman alone episode because I'm very proud of it I love what we did and I love shooting my own Joker horn yeah and, um, I was, and I know he's I know he's a fan of Batman so I figured he would appreciate it and he said he he said well where's the episode where you apologize for saying that I'm in Amsterdam and I said oh, I fucked it I have no idea and then he miraculously found it because we did do well, it. I remember doing that. Yeah. But I don't know if you put it in the description, but he found it. And he's like, hey, I'm listening to A Walk in the Park. And I'm like, holy fuck, that is it. Yeah. Were we, were we, so you must have put it on the description. I don't but, think
2: I did. <laughs> anyway.
1: And he just knows his shit.
2: Yeah, right. Or he's got
1: some kind of like weird psychic shit going on. Anyway. So he, he was, he's like, apology accepted. And he's like, I'll listen to bat He's like, I want to listen to Batman alone after I see the movie The Joker because I did a rant of Joker. That right, he, right. I, I'm going to watch it until I see The Joker. I'm like, motherfucker, it's still, in, like, isn't it, in, is it not in theaters in the fucking Netherlands? Like, I, fuck? yeah, I don't know. So. So now I know at least Ricardo may be listening. So what's up, Ricardo?
2: Well, according to our download numbers, he's not, but who knows? Um,
1: well he just did it the other day so oh okay
2: yeah. well, i haven't looked in a couple of days no cuz we on on our new network now i get a wonderful little world map and it highlights the countries that download so
1: anything in australia recently
2: not recently but yeah <sighs> i know we'll give it a little more time um what else did i want to talk about oh so i had uh i had dinner with logo mike the other night Grabbed a couple beers, grabbed a bite to eat, and um, his wife came, and I've never met her before, so I got to spend some time talking to his wife, Allie, and she had a whole bunch of questions about the podcast, so it was a lot of fun to, like, kind of talk about the show. Well, I mean, Mike and I usually talk about the show, too, but um, it's different because she was asking, like, the origin story, which we've told a bunch of times, so I'm not going to do it again, but, like, it's still... As we're going to get it into in this episode, I've had to tell our origin story a lot in the last, like, ten days or so, maybe two weeks, and it kind of, like, for whatever reason, finally hit me that, like, we've never met, you know, and literally just started this on a whim, you know? Yeah. And here we are... You know, as of right now, this will be episode seventy four when it finally airs, but like seventy four fucking episodes later, and you know, according to our network numbers, nineteen bonus pieces later, so we've got ninety three yep. pieces of content you know <laughs> True. it's it's crazy, but it's a good thing like it's not you know but it's it was kind of surreal sitting there telling that story. I also had a couple beaters in me, so I think it probably had a different uh yeah.
1: I agree. I every time I tell someone about the podcast, I like because um Steph and I went on a trip to LA for towards the end of Halloween. Okay. So her cousin threw a Star Wars cantina themed costume party. Sweet. So we took that shit way too literally and to heart. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, <laughs> We were like, how the fuck, like, we were like looking at the clip of, of the cantina in A New Hope and being like, what are we supposed to dress up as? Because it was kind of like, oh, you can't be just Darth Vader or something or you can't be Boba Fett. You got to be right. a fucking right. member of the cantina. And then we found out that the <laughs> her cousin's uh, her cousin's name is Buddy. So Buddy's girlfriend was showing up as Ray. And we're like, well, fuck! If they don't care, right? Then, like, because Ray wasn't in the fucking. She was in a cantina. Yeah, but she yeah. wasn't. In- she
2: was in Maz's in- cantina, not yes. not the cantina.
1: Maz's cantina, not Maz Eisley's cantina. Ah, uh, nicely
2: done. Nicely done.
1: Um, so we're like, well, fuck! If the girlfriend mm-hmm. of the dude throwing the party doesn't give a shit, then we're not going to give a shit. So we sort of made our own Sith Lord costume things. So. I mean, just kind of like we went to like the spirit Halloween store and got like a cloak robe with a hood, black one. And then we had scrubs and then we just had some black, uh, you know, pants and we made it fit according. Because basically we just got like scrubs, like for nurses and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Without like designs and patterns, but it looked like like the Jedi robe. And I had had a fucking collection of lightsabers from when I was a kid. So I just like... Rooted through their closet, found, like, two red ones. I'm like, ooh, boom, here we go. And we went to the party. The party was great, but, like, no one was like, oh, it's such an awesome costume because everyone else is just shit-faced. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, But it was in the uh, lower level of a shop that Steph basically kind of grew up at. So it's in a old German town village thing. So, like, cobblestone roads, all the buildings. Right, right, right. And shit. And this was they live uh, above the shop. So downstairs they had converted it and like went overboard and made it fucking look like the cantina with like a with a bar. And like Buddy's dad, Big Bud, was the bartender who was like, hey, no droids allowed. Like, he right. was that, dude. Nice. Nice. All the drinks were were Star Wars themed. So there was like uh, Qui-Gon gin and tonic.
2: <laughs> nice nice
1: so i mean so and the
2: costumes weren't that but everything else seems to be on theme or on yeah,
1: everything was great um and then but the point of this was i was talking about the podcast and we visited my sister on the way back and i was telling her and um her husband about the podcast and actually playing some of it like i played the the uh, halloween teaser that you posted oh okay and the, and my, my brother-in-law was looking at me like, who, what, what, what is, what's that laugh? And I'm like, that's me as the joker. He's like, Oh, well, that's fucking creepy as shit. That's kind of what the point was. <laughs> but, and so I told them about it and they're like, wait, you've never met this dude? Like, how did you do this? And I went through the whole thing and I said, it is kind of funny that I become very close friends and with, with yeah. someone that I've never physically met. So it's it's interesting to see that look of wonder. It actually kind of makes it a little bit more special. Like I still really want to meet you. You still sure. really want to meet me, of course. But it kind of makes like almost like a like a sweet joke where it's like, dude, I've been doing this for a year and a half, never met the dude.
2: Like how like, long can we take it now? Like can we go like a decade <laughs> before?
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for the random moment where you and I are at a venue that we didn't know the other person was about, right? And then we right. just into each.
2: It's like fucking Rico? What? What the fuck? Like, um, wait, why is both in Ohio?
1: What the fuck?
2: Yeah. Um. So, you mentioned about everyone being shit faced at the party, though, and I it reminds me of one quick thing I want to talk about real quick because our guests are going to be coming on soon. Um. So I'm talking with Mike and his wife, and, and I, since Mike is truly a, a member of the Podestu family, he fortunately get some you know inside information on what we've got coming so i'm not going to spill that information but i was telling him about it and the first thing he asked me he goes are you going to do another new year's episode and get fucked up so (laughs) um and i was like no yes we're doing another new year's episode no i will not be getting that fucked up again (laughs) so
1: did you plan on getting that fucked up no no no. yes but he he, maybe planning isn't a part of it maybe you you should not Well, no,
2: I'll be drinking, but instead of drinking whiskey, I'm going to probably just stick to beer, and I won't get that fucked up on beer. So, it'll be all right. Um, Because he—and it's okay, because it was fun, but he took pleasure in telling his wife how fucked up I was by the end of that episode. Like, you could see the joy on his face telling his wife how fucked up I was by the end of it, so—
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, we're all, we all get that one night of being, oh, so stupid. We're religious, like, what did I say? I said that? Oh, fuck. Yeah, but
2: here's the one thing. Everybody has that. I was dumb enough
1: to record it, so. No, you were smart as shit to record it. (laughs) That was Um, a great fucking like, that was a good laugh. Whenever yeah, I need a you. good laugh, I listen to that fucking episode.
2: I know. You listen to that one a lot, if I recall. But,
1: um. Uh, before they come on, can I tell you one quick story that, yeah. like, almost ruined the fucking, uh, the trip back from Southern California? Uh,
2: yeah. We should talk about the trip more after, maybe, but go for it.
1: Well, we pretty much said everything. I mean, we went to a flea market. We went to, you know, we, we were only there for a couple days, but, um, on our way back. We stopped at this, and I really want to name the place because I'm really fucking furious at it. We oh, we were like two- the Chinese
2: food. Yeah, yeah. I know the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Name the fucking place. Fuck them.
1: Yeah. So we were in. We were we we're on our way back, and we were passing through Salinas. As far as I know, never been to Salinas. I got nothing against Salinas, but we we're like we we're fucking hungry. We want some Chinese food looked up on the reviews and this, this place was had like, they were like, this is the best Chinese restaurant in Salinas. So I'm like, all right, well, let's stop here. Stop in. The first reaction that I had should have been like, fuck this place. We walk in and it looks like a laundromat where all the appliances have been taken out. So it's really mm. bare and industrial. And like, they didn't do anything on the wall. It was just a giant TV. And with waiter, one of the waiters, said oh why don't you guys sit over here you can watch tv and we're like no we don't want to sit and watch tv while we eat we want to like talk to each other we're weird for some fucking reason (laughs) so they sit they uh we sit down away from the tv and waitress uh takes our order we we do a uh like a family dinner like you know two entrees appetizer and a soup for like you know a a flat for price instead of getting a bunch of shit we get like this family dinner. And so we 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 ordered a decent amount of food because we were hungry. We were planning on taking it home and eating it when we got back. And fucking, the food comes almost immediately, like within like 10 to 12 minutes.
2: Well, that's and how just, long Chinese food doesn't take that long to cook, man. Like, for real.
1: True. But then they never showed up again. Okay, they, well, they there's never, that. But I'm just never. They never came back to check and when we got our food the first thing we did was, you know, they actually, they brought our soup out first. So we eat our soup. The soup was hot and actually really tasty. Then they brought out everything. So we're like, Oh, holy shit. So we're eating our food and it's just not hot. It's just l- like lukewarm. Like it's tepid. Mm. It's, it's just not even right. hot. There's no steam rising. The only thing that was steam rising was the egg rolls, because it was frozen and they fucking flash, you know, fried it. So, the outside was super hot, and the inside was super soggy, which I don't know, man. So, we're trying to eat this food, and it just tastes gummy, and it actually tasted like it had been in a to-go container, and someone canceled, and they just dumped it on a plate. So, Mm. we're like, this is just not good, and some of it was shrimp, and I'm like, this is not, I'm not going to eat the shrimp, because I know it's cold like not cold but like not cooked either. Right. Okay. I didn't see it. And so
2: well if it if it's orange it's cooked cuz that's just a shrimp cook indicator but you know.
1: It was, it wasn't.
2: Oh, okay.
1: But I have been in restaurants enough to know and I was like it smelled bad. It smelled like it wasn't fresh. So we were waiting for the waitress to come by so we were like, "Hey, you know, would you mind putting this, you know, on the like on the pan again, we're this is just not cooked enough as far as we're concerned. She comes by, drops off the check. I'm like, oh, hold on, like we're not going to pay this. We're not going to pay the full thing right now because you know we we haven't had a chance to tell you like this. We're not. We barely ate. Like we had two bites of everything. We're like, this is unacceptable. I'm not paying forty eight dollars for food. I'm not going to eat. So. I tell her, I'm like, look, and she's like, you should have come, you should have told me. And I'm like, we never had a chance to tell you because you never came by here and I didn't know where you were. Right. So she calls her boss. And this is where I'm like, fuck this place because, you know, you, I'm, I'm a, as a customer, I'm a firm believer, you pay for what you get. We, are they about to show up? No, well, they're waiting on us. So I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So they fucking the this young aggressive as fuck asian dude comes out walks up to the table and starts screaming at us like in front of everybody else which to be fair was not a whole lot of people but so, like starts giving me and stuff shit and i'm just giving him back shit back i'm like but i was very calm i'm like look man this is not acceptable i'm not paying you the full amount just cut me a deal just take off like some money yeah There was no apology from his end. There was no, let me, let me see. Let me, let me, let me take care of this. Just, he started screaming that they have been there for 19 years and this has never happened. And we must be, you know, the worst fucking people. Like it was all our fault. Right. And I said, dude, the the food is cold. And he touches the plate. Like the the plate's hot. And I'm like, and you could have gotten this out of the fucking dishwasher. It doesn't mean that the food's cooked, man. So he said, all right, well, I'm just going to call the cops. The cops will come and take care of this. And we're like, are you serious? Like, you're going to call the cops because your food sucks? Okay. So we were looked at each other. We're like, you know what? We're two hours from home. Who am I?
4: <laughs> Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready?
3: The question is, are you ready?
4: Get ready to see why.
3: I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real.
0: What if they are?
4: Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.
1: this let's just get out of here i said look man i just want you to take off so he's like oh i'm gonna have to throw away all this food i'm like you're gonna have to throw away all this food anyways whether we eat it or not like you can't put it back on the fucking plate you can't yeah serve it right the customer. yeah you lost all your food here so why even bring that up so the guy's like oh fine i'm i'll just have to take off, I'll, I'll take off six dollars i'll take off the egg rolls i'm like these egg rolls were six fucking dollars fine Take off this nasty ass egg rolls off my order. And I gave him whatever it was, 40, 40 bucks, and we got the fuck. We didn't bring any food home. We left it there. And this place is called Eagle, and it's in Salinas, and it should be called fucking Ego, because this place just fucking had so much of it. And I looked at all the reviews, and 90% of them were all fucking like geriatrics, being like, this is the best food ever. Because <laughs> like, and then there was like little, little bad reviews peppered throughout. And there was one where it was like the delivery guy begged me for a tip. And I said, no, you already got your tip in the delivery charge. Like I'm not. And the guy said, all right, well, fine. Then took my food out of my hands and left me. Like didn't leave my food because I wouldn't give him a tip. So fuck this place.
2: Yeah, fuck you know I mean? that place.
1: Yep. Threatening to call the cops because I didn't fucking like your fried rice. Fuck you, dude.
2: Yeah, so, for real.
1: You know, fuck you, dude. Who we caught coming up on the, as a first desk?
2: Actually, they're coming on at the same time, so we'll get them on and we'll introduce them.
4: I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, television video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Shades on. We're off.
2: All right. Well, fresh off your Chinese food disaster, we do have our guests here and they are great friends of the show and also needed a much needed break after the the craziness that was Batman alone. Um, we have Henry, the writer, director, and Batman from Batman Alone and Midnight Smoke, fucking deadshot.
0: Oh, hello. What's going on, guys? You know, Not chilling a on a Sunday, relaxing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw the bowl, dude. You're you're hitting that <laughs> shit already. So I'm pretty sure um, right now.
1: Yeah. Um, Most have, like, a bowl of cereal, for the record. When no, late. no, it wasn't.
2: Um, <laughs> but anyway, we um we wanted to have you guys back on for a couple reasons. One, you know, we were just about. Two weeks removed now from Batman Alone, and that was a much bigger success than I think any of us thought it would be. Um, it's it's really been it, it was a labor of love for my end, well, from all our ends, but definitely mm-hmm. from my end and the in the editing process. But Absolutely. you guys killed it. I mean, we're getting a lot of positive feedback from that you know so and mm-hmm. and it wouldn't exist
4: if it wasn't for Henry so well I I literally flew 4,000 miles around the world to so thank you for it so yes you did yeah, that you <laughs> that did was, uh, Which... with a couple of other things but um, right right I was over the moon I mean I've told you we, we've spoken about this in person sure I could now speak about it on air I was ecstatic I was absolutely <laughs> over the moon I couldn't believe how good it sounded I really couldn't I was absolutely delighted with all of you all of you combined it was it was brilliant well, I, let me I, just I jump
0: in here because yeah no joke. please how quick you guys turn this around. Like, I, I want to, first off, thank you for including me. I wasn't expecting any of that at all. I was like, cool, I heard something. Like, you guys were going to do something, and then I get invited to the project. I mean, seriously, that was awesome. Thank you. I love doing these small mm-hmm. things. It's really cool. But how fast <laughs> you guys went from, all right, it's written, to here's our rehearsal. Hey, we're just going to record after rehearsal. <laughs> and then yeah. get yeah. the sound that good. like the editing. CJ, you did great on the editing. The boys thank you, You were freaking all over it i loved it man between rico and henry man, you
4: guys were busting out all those voices it was kick-ass and i genuinely could not believe how quickly you got that edit out there you might not want to praise me so much about that can i just say smoke i have been writing this since i was 16 yeah so <laughs> yeah it did take a little while to get this done but the edit unbelievable i mean Siege, i've said it a million times but a million and one thank you so much oh, It's unreal. dude uh, you know, it w-
2: it was great. The only thing I would say is, and and I don't mind putting this out there for the world, but if we were to do this again, we more time because I could have <laughs> done so much more with it, and that was my own fault <laughs> because I I can edit a standard pot of skew episode in a week, which is what I usually do, mm. and I can do that with my eyes closed at this point. That's not being yep. cocky; it's just because I'm so used to it. It's easy to, to do, but to to do what we wanted to do with Batman Alone, I, I took on too much in too short of a time. Like if I had more time it would have been so much better. But But that's well, just a testament oh,
0: to tell you how exactly. well and how good you did. Like seriously dude, I've been in this game for a bit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've done plays and other shit and musicals and shit through the internet, and no joke, you did fucking good. Especially Thank with you that bro. time crunch. That was insane. Thank you. Yeah. It good
1: was goodness, this is Halloween is a fucking another year from now, so now you got plenty of time. <laughs> Yeah. What if I could get ready for the next year's special. Oh, Christ. so Henry, what's the
0: second part happen? What happened? Yeah, that right.
1: Henry Rico
4: did speak to me about this. Now, anyone who's heard the episode, obviously, I won't, I won't spoil anything. I don't know if it leaves it too open to a sequel.
2: Well, mm. you could do a different version, like an Elseworld, if you really wanted. I mean, very true. Very um,
4: true. I I, I, I could have always, to. i could always flip the tables and go Marvel. You, you could do that too. <laughs> it's true. Um, I had me do
0: Ultron. Oh, I just God. want more sexy oh. scenes. That's all. Just more sexy scenes. I'll be <laughs> more sexy
2: scenes. Um, I I would be remiss if we didn't if we since we're talking about this if we didn't give some quick love to uh, Mark for his Superman. Absolutely. Um, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie,
0: Stephanie for, he sounded like a boy scout.
2: Yeah, he really did a good <laughs> job. And then, and then. Uh, I'm saving this for last on purpose. Rebecca as Harley was—oh my god—ridiculous, um, unbelievable. I—I I know Henry. We we didn't talk about this on on, any, on air yet because we've been trying to mm-hmm. you know keep some spoilers until we were ready. But you met Tara Strong <laughs> about four days before we put the episode out, and
4: I certainly did.
2: I, I know you talked to her about it, but I don't know if she's listened, and that's the only thing. I'm really curious if she has to hear what she had to say, because I'm tweet, curious. I tweet at, uh,
1: tweet at Kevin Conner. I tweet at Mark Hamill. No oh, yeah. one has acknowledged it. Uh, I saw all the tweets, and I had heart
2: attacks, so that's fine, because, <laughs> you know, I I listen to this, and I, I don't hear what you guys hear, but that's because I guess I'm my own worst critic, so, you know, it— <laughs> It, it it's because of that. So, um, yeah, guys, but it was, it was just an overall amazing experience. Thank both of you, Henry. Thank you for bringing us the idea. I think it mm-hmm. Rico, you, you pushed me to do this more than, you know, anything. And we did it and I learned some lessons for the next time. And we'll, if we do another one, we'll be ready to go.
1: But I, I, we also forgot, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie did. I said Stephanie. Well.
2: I said yeah, her. I only-
4: yeah. Here's stuff. Move me to Tiz. Uh, yeah, no, st- Move me to tears.
2: Yeah, she was right? an amazing Lois Lane. She really was. She, everyone, everyone, Absolutely. everyone brought their A game, and I 100%. think we had an amazing thing. Um, It took me two tries to find my A game, but thank God that we're a second try. Um, You know, as you heard in the bloopers or the outtakes, because that was, uh, <laughs> Jesus, that was fun. But oh had, my
1: God, the bloopers, dude. Like, I've guy. never been—I've never been more ashamed. Of the fact that I can't stop giggling at Master Dick. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> I, uh,
4: like, I still can't get over it.
2: I think I Rico, like, you're
4: you not the high one.
2: <laughs> Rico, your favorite part, though, I think, had to be when I was like, he speaks to Dick. Like that that pause I took because I just because <laughs> I I knew I was gonna lose it and I was trying to maintain and it didn't work. It, you so. you
1: put way too much
4: emphasis on dick. dick yeah, like, I know,
2: I know. That's but, what it was. Uh,
4: you were trying too hard. You were trying too hard not to say it. Yeah, and yet that and it, was the one that you said the worst.
2: Yeah, I know, exactly. I gotta
0: be a little soft with this dick.
4: Yeah, <laughs> just take it instinctively.
2: So, get um, the dick too
4: hard. I'll tell
2: you right now, though, if I need a good laugh right now, I'll go back and listen to that. I must have listened to it, like, five (laughs) times already, because I I genuinely laugh out loud every time I listen to it.
1: Dude, I I laughed so fucking hard when you, like, afterwards listened to it, when you couldn't pronounce manner. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, I love you, buddy, but man (laughs) <laughs> the handler <Henry. laughs> yeah. It's Wade fucking Banner. Like we were, I was almost gonna like, I am Henry. Be like, can we change it to Mansion? Because this is
2: ridiculous. Um, and to be fair, I figured out what the problem was, and and that's why I sounded so much better on the second run. But that's yeah. Um, well, what was the problem? I'm I'm curious. I'm the so problem. there's a um, <laughs> what I I missed something.
0: I said
2: dyslexic. dyslexic. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, no. It's What it is is when, when we're talking and we all have and, – and Smoke, like you said, all, in all seriousness for a second, you've been in this game for a long time. When you're talking to somebody with earphones on, you hear yourself. And so – when we're just talking and having a conversation, that's one thing. But when you're trying to read something and you can hear yourself, it starts to fuck with your brain. Yo. And so that's what happened. Because I'm reading this as opposed to just having a conversation with you
1: guys. I'm gonna call bullshit because it's just a word manner, and I don't think you. <laughs> no,
2: <right. laughs> no. There's a couple times I fucked up like that. It wasn't just manner. Um, but I don't. No.
0: It was Wayne Manor. <laughs> yeah,
2: Wayne manner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. That
1: <laughs> You're like, You're full of shit.
2: Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, not what we're here to uh, talk about. And a couple of our and and some of us are on a time frame, so I want to move on to the next the next part of this. But um, as Henry alluded, he flew four thousand miles to thank me for this, and that's not the only reason why he came four thousand miles. But while he was in the United States. He and I took a, a trip to the mecca of Kevin Smith, and we went to um, the Quick Stop and the Secret Stash, and ultimately ended up being the first two people that are fans to step foot in RST video in 20-plus years, and I think that's something that needs to be talked about. So, Henry came back to, to share. Now, Henry, I do have the recording we did that day, and I was uh-huh. able to clean it up, but yeah, we are better off telling the story here and I'll still put it out just for like fun. Absolutely. But yeah. Um man, was that an experience.
4: It I I don't even know how to put it into words. I mean, I really don't. It was genuinely just phenomenal to do. It was and it was something that, you know, things happened on that trip that I never dreamed would happen. Sure. You know, we'll get to a certain we'll get to I'm sure people that we met along the way, but it was exactly that. It was a dream come true. It was genuinely a dream come and, true.
2: And so, yes, and, and I agree with you 100%. For someone who lives mm-hmm. a fucking an hour west of the place, you know, how I've never made this trip before is beyond me. But still, mm-hmm. I and I, to be fair, I think it was better to do it with somebody that I consider a friend like yourself or if Rico mm-hmm. had come out or smoke if you were down here, you know, something like Absolutely. that. You oh, know, yeah. But it, it was still an experience. And, you know, the, the first thing, and then Henry, I said this to you that day that blew my mind was mm-hmm. how small the space at the quick stop specifically yeah. really is. Um, both yeah. inside and outside. Like Kevin mm-hmm. made that parking lot seem like it was fucking huge and it's not. Mm-hmm. It can fit like, Six cars side by side, and literally the depth mm-hmm. of each car, and that's it. Like it's not a big Absolutely. space.
4: You know, probably helped the fact that he was shooting at night. I did rewatch the movie. The the bollards have been added. The uh, pillars have been added in since then. The what? So that would the uh, like bollards, the pillars that stop the cars from getting up on. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh,
2: the pillars were
4: not there. Yeah, yeah. So ex- exactly that. But obviously, I mean, working at night probably helped him a little bit. But you know. Cinema—it's a—it's all an illusion. I literally heard him say. I heard him say um, that people come to him and say, "How did you shoot a movie in there? It's tiny." He's like, "Yes, I know. I used to work there. I know how small it is." But it really is. He's not making that up. It's—it's yeah. it's kind of incredible. It's incredible that he did that with the budget that he had. It really is brilliant. I guess Rico. it's
1: true. Uh, camera does add ten pounds, right? In this case, it just makes the quick stop look bigger. It, instead
2: of 10 uh, pounds, it added 10 feet, because, like, it it definitely... Sometimes. What was really, really interesting, though, Henry, was... and You got the guy to do this, and I know he said he doesn't do it regularly, but mm. I'm kind of starting to smell bullshit a little bit on that, but that's beside the point. I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Henry went, as you would expect, dressed like Silent Bob because of his role in Chasing Leia, and mm-hmm. he he got the the clerk who actually is the owner of a quick stop to film raj, him I his name was raj was it you said mhm yeah he got him to film him doing the the salmon bob line from clerks and then henry threw it in the black and white but he had the angle perfect the angle was <laughs> it was a perfect recreation and that's up on your instagram isn't it i think or yes, your facebook i believe yeah. it is yeah so,
4: but one it of the two, yeah, definitely.
2: Just going back to your point about camera angles, that's what I brought that up because he hit that angle and like we were crunched in, and it didn't look like it when you watch back even your version, you know. Mm-hmm. So
4: it must have yeah. been relatively close to the one that Klein got in the in the film. I think I mean, it must have been.
2: I think it's spot on. Like I'm not mm-hmm. even kidding. I think you got it almost identical.
4: Hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the, um, about the making of the movie just from people that we spoke to. I mean, the first people we really spoke to were, was the owner. As I said, I believe his name was Raj. I found out something that I knew about RST Video. That's the initials of his family. So, cause he's owned it for years. Okay. And, you know, I asked him about him making the movie. He said, he said to me, I've known him since he was your age. He said, the only thing was, don't break anything. And you're only working at night.
2: Which is ironic because with the fight scene, you got to figure they broke something. You know what I mean?
4: That's in the documentary. Jeff Anderson actually said we were doing the scene where we're laying literally in the candy. And the owner walked in, looked at us, and walked straight back out again. (laughs) I believe that.
3: If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over. The new year is here. And the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. You coming
4: to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got
3: to
2: turn out the light. Ow. 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 Ah. Go.
1: Some things never change. Ow. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. Ow. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance.
3: Sweetie, I
2: think I left the downstairs light on.
4: P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
2: He was he was a <laughs> super nice guy for real because I talked oh, to him was. for a bit too, but I could see him doing that like that's I could see uh-huh. that reaction from him because he he definitely had that kind of vibe. Um What I thought was kind of neat was they have n- the lighting now is all L- LED lighting, but <laughs> the fluorescent lighting still in the shop like you can still yep. see where the fluorescent lighting would have been. But mm-hmm. if they'd shot it now, I bet you they could have done it in color, which would have yeah, been interesting. Definitely.
4: I mean, what, I mean, talking from someone who's literally made a film similar to that with that sort of thing, you could. Talking yeah. of which, I just want to stroke my ego quickly, if you don't mind. I've literally just got back from editing and I've seen as assembled as Chasing Leia can be. Now that I've seen that, it's possible. You could easily have done it.
2: When is, when
4: is the release of that?
2: Do we have a date yet?
4: Well, I definitely know the final shoot day is going to be on the 18th because that was the only day that the shop would give us. And the final edit day is on the 19th because the editor cannot go any longer than that. But we got the full day booked off for the 19th. So come the 20th, touch wood, it'll be done.
2: Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing you, man. We're su- I'm super excited. I know Rico's
1: excited. And as am I. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you both did you guys get any Gatorade in the Quick Stop? Yes, I did. <laughs>
2: Henry you did. Just- I did not, but Henry did. And here's the interesting thing, Henry, and if I and, and if I either misspeak or you want to correct me by all means, please do. But prior to that, he'd only had one Gatorade ever in his life because they don't have mm-hmm. Gatorade in England. So mm-hmm. and he I, I think you had the you said you ended up having the lemon lime and he hated it. So I recommended a couple other flavors and he got the orange and loved it. So you know, there we go. But
0: the blue's good too.
2: You know, but, well, it depends on which blue smoke, because there's a couple of them, and there's a couple of them, yeah, and the other ones that are not it's so bad, to, so it
0: depends. The sugary one.
2: <laughs> well, that doesn't narrow it down with Gatorade, but anyway. Um, <laughs> one that looks like a lot of that's melted. Yeah. I like the one that kind of looks like um, Baja Blast from Taco Bell. It's got the same mm. color, and it's almost the same flavor. But anyway, that I digress. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about before we move on to the next section of the trip is that... As we're mm-hmm. coming out and taking some final pictures of the, of the place and Henry up on the, standing on the uh, wall uh, like Bob uh, and yes. everything, this red SUV pulls in. Yep. And, and this guy comes out. Do you remember his name, Henry? I can look it up if we don't, but do Andrew. you remember his name? Andrew, thank you. I just blanked. Mm-hmm. This guy gets out and sees Henry dressed like Bob and, in a running theme for the rest of the day, actually stopped and thought, it thought... before that. Well, I wasn't with you before then, so I can't... Mm-hmm. But there were a couple times that people stopped and actually thought it was Kevin. Like, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, I was like, what, did he, age,
4: did he de-age 20 years? Or, or do I look like I'm nearly 50? So, well, it's, be- <laughs> it's fair, because so of how really much weight up, he lost, I think. Yeah. I had, I have got the long hair and the beard, but...
2: Well, and... I mean, and- Kevin's lost all that weight, so I'm guessing, True. like, from a structural perspective, you guys are similar um, at this <laughs>
1: point.
4: So.
2: I, uh, I've literally
4: been standing next to him. I'm a little bit taller than him. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'd say we're probably about the same weight these days.
1: Yeah. But the implication is that people assume that Kevin wears the Saha Bava outfit out in public all the time. Right.
4: Oh, right. No, honestly, I've got to tell you this, all right? When I was in New York, I was on my way to the station to. Um, to get on the train to Red Bank. And this guy, obviously, it's not going to work on a podcast form because I'm, I'm doing it all v- verbally. But this guy is looking at me with these wide eyes, and he's just, like, leaning back and forth. Hmm. And I'm, like, I'm standing there, like, mate, internally thinking, mate, I can see you. Just talk to me. Just say something, please. And eventually, I just look around. I just snap and look around it and said you're right there, man. And he goes, oh, it's not you. I was like, no, it's not you. No, it isn't. And- no. And uh, I'm trying to do the
2: trip as in much in order as we can, but I will jump to the end for just a minute because we we ended up back at the quick stop by the end of the thing. And this family came to quick stop to get like cigarettes and Gatorade and whatever and like fucking flipped out and took a bunch of pictures with Henry because they said it's the closest they're going to get to standing next to Silent Bob. It was hysterical. <laughs> it was just so funny. Well, um, as much
4: as people must must visit the store, I don't know how many of them come in costume. But, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've flown 4,000 miles. I'm doing it properly. Sure. How do, yeah, how <laughs> I've they seen react a to few
0: there in costume. I've been there three times. <laughs> how
4: how did they react when Silent Bob had a British accent? <laughs> well, that was... I'm, I'm assuming that is a surprise. I mean, like I say, people must come and see it. I don't know if they fly that far. You've got to be a real devoted fan to... Come out that far, well. But I mean, the ones, the, the ones. Oh, CJ, you, you, you'll uh, you'll remember this. The ones who, uh, at the fa- the family who spoke to me said they used to know him when he worked in the store.
2: Oh no, so, I didn't hear that because I was talking to yeah. uh, Tucker at the time. So yeah,
4: right. But no, that's what they literally said to me. I said they would have known him when he was my age.
2: So. That's awesome. I didn't yeah, know that. Cool. That's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. and and backtracking to earlier when we mentioned Andrew. He had come down from Toronto for a uh-huh. Grateful Dead concert in New York City. And then while he was in New York, took the trip down. We ended up spending like 45 minutes in the parking lot of the Quick Stop just shooting this shit about Kevin Smith and movies oh, and okay. whatever. And he couldn't have been the nicer. I gave him a pot of SKU sticker. He's sticker. He, he is listening. I know that because I can see the <laughs> download. So, I mean that's pretty badass and so andrew if you are listening man it was it was awesome to meet you again and you know i hope you're enjoying the show still but
4: absolutely you know
2: and i think we talked about batman alone to him if i recall i think we specifically pointed that episode out as well but you know after that we move on to the secret stash and first off i think i think we've got to talk
4: about what we spoke about in the car beforehand uh, well CK. which part because we
2: talked about seven minutes worth of stuff so i'm not sure which was
4: well i was saying to you i literally had in my pocket an action figure of what oh yeah. yeah 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 and i said because obviously i know he's the manager but it was the weekend he might not have been there he might not have worked you didn't there.
0: make that yourself did you
4: like out of hair or anything <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it was no, a retail it's, man no it's, no, there, it's... Is, there is only one there is only one of him and <laughs> brian johnson playing steve dave there is only one of those but um I did literally have it on me. And I was, we were talking back and forth about, oh, this guy could be kind of moody. He's got a bit of a reputation for being a bit quiet, a bit reserved. Like, what do you, what, what do we do if he's there? And I genuinely did not know what to do. CJ, do you want to take over, mate?
2: Well, yeah. And, and, and I, we, so we walked into the store. First off, I'll say that much like the quick stop, it was smaller than I expected. Not yep. in a bad way, but definitely yep. smaller than I, it's. It's more narrow than I expected. Mm-hmm. More than anything, yeah, it is. Um, it, 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 but it wasn't a bad thing. But we walk in, and for those who only know the stash from comic book men, the the actual sales counter is up front. It's not in the middle. I like only in did one. that right, like season one, sure, mm-hmm. and then they moved it to the middle of the store for filming purposes during mm-hmm. the show. We walk in, and sitting behind the counter is Walt and Get him Steve Dave, just chilling, hanging out. Because yep. Get him works there now, for those who are familiar with Tell him Steve Dave and the, and the show. But he, we walk in, and there's fucking Walt Flanagan in a New, New Jersey Devil sweatshirt and army yep. pants, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And they're watching, I think it was in the heat of the night, reruns on some fucking little television hanging on the wall. Like, it was just what you would expect from any comic book store, except it was fucking Walt Flanagan. Like, and I know
4: that voice. Like, I was, I I heard it and I was like, oh God, it's him. Like, (laughs) what do I do? I'm literally like, I'll never get this opportunity again. This man doesn't fly. He's never coming to England. I doubt I'll ever, like, (laughs) what do I do here? And I just thought, oh, okay, it, just take the plunge. Just ask him. The worst that's going to happen is he'll just say no. Well, what a nice and, guy.
2: And that came up later. Like at first, we yes. just we just like we introduced ourselves. We shook his hands. Yes. Um, and then we I walked away and and let him just stay. And we we looked around and took. know Henry took pictures. And I'm just taking it all mm. in. And and you know, um, smoke again. You and I being the podcasters. Enrico, you too. Mm. But the the poker table was set up. In the back, yeah, yep. and apparently that's not always there because I've talked to some other people that have gone and and it's not always set up. So to see it set mm-hmm. up with the equipment, I geeked out over that more than any of the <laughs> Kevin stuff that was in there, and there was plenty of it, you know. Um, and as we're looking around, Walt just happens to walk to the back of the store. Um, he easily could have been checking to see if we were stealing shit. I worked retail for years. You have to watch for that. I get it. He like shady. He
0: looked yeah. foreign. Yeah,
2: well, he yeah, looked foreign. Literally and,
4: dressed up like and he's Smith
2: dressed well. like fucking Silent Bob with a long-ass trench coat in, you know, like early November or late October. Um,
1: and yeah, you should, Henry should have pulled out the uh, the little uh, figure and been like, oh, I found I opened up the package and put this in my
2: pocket. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those ones um, are so
4: expensive. Don't. If you ever manage to get a Walt Flanagan or a Brian Johnson figure, don't open them. Whatever you do, they're so expensive. Yeah. Keep yeah, them boxed yeah. up. I, but I see at the moment. Uh, I was going to say. Please. Um, I was going to say to you, CJ. I see at the moment that I realized, Oh no, this guy's good. This guy's all right. Was remind me what was the name of the dude who um, who we spoke to quite a bit with? Uh, who wasn't wearing the stash shirt?
2: With the the bald guy with the glasses. No. The uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maxwell. That was that Maxwell was it, from yeah. that, Tom that Steve it. Dave. When
4: I spoke to... Well, I literally, like, stammered. Fanboy stammered my way through as I'm, like, shaking his hand saying, I'm such a huge fan. Like, it's really, really nice to he, meet you. Really you really did, I love Henry. love everything <laughs> about you. And then the dude says, well, if you're such a big fan, why why you dress up like Kevin? Why not you dress up like him? And that was <laughs> when I realized... That was when I realized, oh, okay, this guy's all right. This guy's all right. Yeah, cool. and, and awesome.
2: that's... Yeah, that's what Maxwell said to him, and it was hysterical.
4: Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
2: and what I loved about it was... So, Smoke, you're a comic person. Um, you're more DC than Marvel, am I right? Or are you
0: equal parts? Um, no, a little of both. I mean, I haven't read anything in a while. I just collected shit. I still got books. I just don't read them. Do you remember Dark Hawk from Marvel? Yeah. I.
2: That was my first comic book. Honestly. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And nice. I distinctly remember Walt saying on an episode of Tesdy a while back that that was one of his first books. Like, ultimately, he got into the, you know, the usuals. So I took that as an opportunity to, without like, Fanning out to tell him, Look, I'm a fan because I heard you talk about this book and I love the book too. And he pulled the artist off the top of his head like that, like immediately said, The artist and it was the years that it ran, like he just rattled that shit off. And it was crazy. Yes.
4: And then there's a reason that, um, what's his name for a mole rat? Uh, Brody, Brody, yeah, yeah. there's a reason that Brody is based on Walt. Like you can see <laughs> now, that you when you meet him in real life, that is Brody, that is the real life. Mm-hmm. Of Brody. And then when
2: while Henry's looking around, like I didn't want to just overload him with Kevin fan talk, you know what I mean? Like he's right. just there doing his job, and him and Maxwell were talking football, uh, NFL, American football. For any of our UK fans that may be listening, um, and and I'm a football fan, so I was able to just sit there, and I ended up having a 45 minute football conversation when Maxwell <laughs> and Walt, and it was. That was like mm-hmm. one of the highlights of my trip, not because it was talking football, but because I was just hanging out with Walton Maxwell. It was no longer two guys that I hear on shows or see on TV that I'm fanning to. I'm just having a conversation with these guys. And it was right, equal really-
0: playing field. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Well, yeah. And that's what made it such an amazing experience for me. Um we saw a lot of the cool stuff. Henry caught the chasing Amy uh memorabilia hanging on the wall that I don't think I would have noticed if he had to point it out. Really, really There's a stuff. lot of
0: stuff there, man. Yeah. Oh, um <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I, I've said this to Rico off air, but I found his Christmas present in there, so I'll have to go back and pick that up. <laughs> Henry knows what I'm talking about, but uh, I'll leave do. it at that. Um I Rico, you're gonna think you're gonna like it, I think. It's a pretty cool <laughs> it um, condoms, right? What's that? <laughs>
0: The clerk's condoms? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah Absolutely. Yeah. One's called Hold the 37s on. for big guys. Yeah. Well, no, then <laughs> that
1: wouldn't
2: apply yeah, was, to Rico. i supposed
0: to come in here today.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a super preventative one. Yeah. Like yeah. Double aired. Yeah. So, um, but it is that thing that you said this and you kind of reiterated this, Smoke, When, when you said just, just standing there talking about football, it was then, it was really then that I saw you doing that that I realized this guy is not a movie star. This guy is not a celebrity. This guy is not a, whatever you want to call it. He's just a guy. He's just a yeah. guy who owns a who owns a comic book store who happens to be very close friend with Kevin Smith. That's who he is.
2: Yeah, and and it's the never boy. changed for him. Like you know, no. like and I and I doubt that it ever will. You know, no. so. Um. But it was just cool to stay. I mean, and and you never felt like you were imposing either. At least I didn't, which was no. very cool. Like we could have stood there for four more hours, and I don't think they would have given a <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? So well, I
4: was spending a lot of money as well. It you was did, yeah. To, um, <laughs> it was weird to go up to. Uh, it was weird to go up to Flanagan and say, "I'm sorry, I don't mean to disturb you, but I've got to now ask you to do your job because I really did come in here to." pick up some figures and he actually went out the back to get me the figures that I needed, the, uh, action figures. But I did get my chance to speak to him because I thought, you know, I'm not going to get this opportunity. So I've got to ask him a couple of questions. So I did ask him about being in clerks. I I said to him, like, you must've been asked this a million times, but did you know what was going to come of it? He said, no, of course I didn't. He said, I was helping my friend out. He said, I thought it was all a joke. He said, he comes in, tells me, put on this disguise, put on this wig. He said, I thought it was all just going to be nothing. (laughs) And he actually revealed to me his favorite role of the movie was uh, the egg guy when he, he said it was great to just come in and yeah. not learn anything and just smash some eggs.
0: Just mess around. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: hey, he said, if I recall, Henry, you told me, I wasn't there for the conversation, but you told mm-hmm. me that he said, especially after all the other dialogue that he made him remember, it was nice to have to yeah. be able to just come in and just smash shit.
1: So Exactly that. Six roles. So technically, roles the movie. technically they did break something in the quick stop.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. There I you guess. go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. He had to, I guess, that came
2: out of the twenty-eight grand. Yep, right. Um,
4: but <laughs> you know, cents. thirty-seven cents for a fucking <laughs>
2: thirty-seven egg. cents. Oh Jesus! <laughs> anyway, but we, you know, so we got to do that, and then Henry, before you actually got him, you came over. That's when you came over and asked me about signing the figure. You came back to me a second time right before we left, and you're like, "That's right, dude. We've been talking to this guy for a while. Do you think I should do it?" And
4: I'm like, "I told well, he you pops no, out at that actually. Point. He, he popped out at that point." And I spoke to uh, Maxwell, you said his name was.
2: The tall guy with the glasses? Yeah. Yeah, Maxwell. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, re- I think it was him that I spoke to. I said, listen, I got my figure on me. Like, do you think he'll, he'll put a signature on the back of it? He said, yeah, absolutely he will. He said, you've literally just spent money, so it'd be kind of rude for him not to at that point. But that was the very last thing I did. I mean, I'd literally spoke to him for a minute, and I said, I don't need to. I said, do you mind? I pulled out the figure. He said, no, of course, give it to me, and put a signature on the back of it. I was over the moon. It was everything that I wanted him to be.
2: What was really amazing about it for me, and then we'll move on, it was that, Mm -hmm. unless you have something else, Henry, I don't want to cut you off, but is that – just the never a moment of oh god not another one meaning like no, you fit? like not, not, not once like no. i even if you hadn't dropped the amount of money that you did henry i still don't <laughs> think that would have made a difference do you know what i mean like mm. i i think it was just a cool experience to to see it and and to and he
4: just didn't care and, and, and yeah. in a good way but like he just didn't care well, you know that he doesn't. You know that it, I didn't need to spend the money. I wanted to. Because of course. But I wanted in the store. But You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light.
1: Ow. 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 Ah. Some things never change. Ow. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. Ow. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance.
3: Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on.
4: P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. He literally took the pictures and spoke to me before I spent money. Yes, so absolutely. He, he didn't yeah. care about that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was, of co- I mean, of course, living in England, it's the import charges. So I thought, get as much now as I can, because they're killing me with these import charges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on what we know about
1: Walfanigan, I would also assume that he, he's, a, he's a business guy. So he's looking yeah. at some dude dressed up as like the fucking... Dude, on the building, he's like, "This guy's going to bring <laughs> customers. You know, whether yeah. he buys something or not, he's going to attract attention." So I'm
4: sure Walt's like, "Hey, fuck, dude, this is free publicity." Yeah, a, a woman in there actually said, "I must, uh, I must just take advantage of this place. I, yes. m- I must not." Say, yeah did, did you get her
2: name? Because I didn't.
4: No, I don't
2: think she told us a name. She didn't. Yeah, really nice young girl said that she totally didn't realize, like, because she goes there so often that it doesn't Mm. register with her that what it it is. Like, to her, it's just her comic book store. You know what I mean? Whereas for us, it's it's like it's a pilgrimage to you know,
1: it's the location where the knight is with the holy grail and the last crusade. Right, giant temple you walk in you're like oh look there's there's a there's a, there's the holy grail it's, and
2: brian johnson's the knight you know brian johnson's the knight cuz you just <laughs> figure that's who would be in the knight costume um gem did
4: say something hilarious about that cuz i was talking to okay. uh, was maxwell i was talking i was talking about um, like the uh, the show and comic with ben and all that sort of thing and i said and it's right um brian johnson doesn't work here does he he says take off the hair. brian johnson doesn't work <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> He just gets, uh, he just
1: gets all the royalties from vulgar.
2: Uh, well, yeah. Um, no, I think yeah. it, his and Henry and I were talking about it after we left. We were because that really kind of hit you when when you first heard it. Like you really were trying to. It seemed like to me anyway that you were like trying to wrap your brain around that statement, and ultimately you kind of came to the conclusion he just works the cons at this point. You know, that's how. Yeah, he,
4: I mean. I knew, I knew he didn't, I'd seen the show, so I knew that he didn't really work in the story. I imagine, I imagine they kind of, look, it, look, it's reality TV, so of course it isn't real. So I imagine they kind of worked that in, because everyone played their role, didn't they? I mean, Walt was obviously the leader, Mike was obviously the, the the intelligent guy, Brian was the funny guy, and then you've got Ming, who was the whipping boy. So everyone played their role in that show. But yeah, I kind of knew that Brian didn't really do anything. He just sort of hung about the store making jokes, uh, now, mainly at Ming's expense.
2: Before we move on, though, Smoke, you've been there a bunch of times. Do you have anything you? I know yeah. you weren't there with us that day, but is there anything oh, you want to awesome. like? Yeah, well, and we um, it, just for for the listeners, we did reach out. We tried to right. make it work. You had something you had to do, and that's life and whatever. But yeah, um, do you have anything you want to put in just from your experiences?
0: Yeah, uh, I've been to Stash, I think, three times now. Um, I went, the, I think, the first time with my buddy Aaron, who I do the show with now. Uh, we drove up there for a weekend to hang out with uh, Ralph and Kevin for a Hollywood Babylon show. Oh, And great. then I w- we went in there, and the first time, it was Walt and Giddem. That, that was the first <laughs> time meeting Giddem. Him and I had just talked for, like, a little bit, because I, I came in with Michael Gotham's jersey from the okay. USQ for yeah. Hockey yeah. League. Yeah, nice. So he was right away, he's like, oh, shit, you play in the league? And I was like, yeah, this team, blah, blah, blah. And then we bought, like, a bunch of shit, because I, well, you know, like everybody else, a fan of Kevin Smith, so got my Jay and Silent Bob uh, Monopoly game and shit, all that fun j- jazz. Um, and then the second time, I think I talked to Walt for, like, maybe five minutes or something. Uh, it was over something stupid, too. Had nothing to do with Kevin. It was something, like, I said something to my friend, like, in a dumb way, because I do stupid <laughs> shit like that, and he's like, what was that? And I was like, I said it again, and he's like... Wait a minute, what? And I can't remember what the fuck it was about. It was Something stupid about comics that wasn't true. I was just saying, like making shit up because you know.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, wait, was it um, Zack Snyder directing the Dark Knight trilogy?
0: Oh no! Why would why would anybody say that?
1: Uh, yeah, who,
2: who who would say shit. that? We'll
0: we'll get to that
2: in a little bit, but um, the but yeah, there's something there
0: was really cool. Like everybody was chill. Um, and you're right. Yeah, the first time going in there, it's kind of tiny. Uh, the mm-hmm. table was there when I went the first time, but nothing was set up on it. I think the second or no, the third time it wasn't there or something. I remember it being way open, but they had a bunch more stuff hanging up from like Tuscan stuff.
2: Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing I noticed when we walked in. Is there's a cage with the walrus hanging yeah, up right. about
4: halfway back?
1: It's Justin Long. Justin Long just, just is just up there. He just needs all. Yeah. <laughs> <to work.
4: laughs> just like um, I, have say, I have to say, I've never actually watched Tuscan Oh really? On it, it's, it's, my life, it's a, I've never watched Tusk, and I've never watched uh, Jersey Girl. They're the only two that I haven't watched of Smith's uh, filmography. Mm.
2: Jersey Girl's good. Tusk is a. Right. Tusk is a strange watch. Like it's it's. <laughs> it's hard to wrap your brain around it.
0: It really is. Let me is. ask you this, Henry: Are you mm-hmm. allowed to have marijuana over there? No.
4: All Legally, right. no. Okay. If you are able Legal. to get that, or <laughs> Smith, <laughs> so Smith himself you know. literally offered it to me, not me personally, to everyone. He was right. in yeah, the front right. of the uh, Prince Charles Cinema, and he said, "Listen, I'm going to be outside. Anyone wants to come out there, come hang with me." Should have done it. I wish um, I had it on site, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no you, it's good.
0: It's
2: good. It's,
4: man. it's
2: good, but it's good. just weird. My only, my only complaint with Tusk, honestly, well, no, I can't say my only complaint, but my biggest complaint <laughs> was if. If you said walrus yes on Twitter within a certain thing, your name went on the script in in the credits. I did it the day after and my name's not in the credits. So I'm a little, a little hurt about that.
0: I did it day one for two days just to be sure, and then mine's not in there either, dude. It happens. All right, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I, I,
2: I say it tongue in cheek, like I'm not like yeah. really fucking well, know, pissed but off, but, like, but
0: eh. and I was like, fuck it, it wasn't there, big deal. Yeah, I, was I, I supported it.
2: He probably <laughs> forgot he said it, and then Jordan was like, oh shit, we gotta fix this, <laughs>
1: you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't, you, you should see, you should
1: see Tusk for two reasons. One is Michael Parks. Yeah. Because oh, Michael
4: Buss.
1: is. Killed it. Like, mm-hmm. the character he played in Red State, it's that, but even more demented. Yeah. Without like, without right. the Jesus allegory. Uh, the, not allegory, but Jesus obsession. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp. Because.
4: Yeah. Is it right? He plays the same role in Yoga Hoses. Yes. 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 But he's able to. Yeah. He's <laughs> able to
1: be more crass in Tusk than he is in yoga. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, there's a part where, like, he's giving, like, a couple characters guns. They're like, we don't want to, are you saying we should take these guns? He's like, yes. Uh, What What kind of Americans are you? Yes, take the fucking guns. like, (laughs) um,
2: to, to a quick point, and, and you haven't seen, well, you saw yoga hosers, but like, I have well, I, cases, yeah. what a lot of people don't know is that the blue vein on his nose was Johnny's idea. That wasn't Kevin's idea. That was Johnny's <laughs> idea. So it's supposed to
1: look like a dick.
2: It is. Yeah. Well, no, he said it kind of <laughs> looks like a dick. Let's put a blue vein down the side of it. And he's like, okay, you know, and that's how that <laughs> happened. But it was Johnny Depp's idea and not Kevin's. You know, that's the thing that that's the thing that always about that role that always hit a nerve for me in a good way of like, wow, that. You know, Johnny's got that sense of humor. Um, <laughs> just because, Henry, I know you've got a heart out, so I want to move on real quick because we're getting close to your time. Um,
4: eh, I should be a bit flexible, but yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, well, you yeah. you said to me before that we had a number, so I'm trying to hit it for you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we left the stash, and... Yep. Immediately went over and and I this felt I felt like this this was almost more important to you in a good way but like we found the archway from chasing Amy where yes. Banky and Holden are sitting there after he's mm-hmm. just fucked Alyssa for the for the first time mm-hmm. and they're having that the discussion about how this is gonna go wrong you know
0: Catholic oh, yep. schoolgirls. That's the you guys sat there and had the same conversation, didn't no, you? No, I
2: took pictures of a Henry <laughs> sitting there, but yes, we, yeah. Because <laughs> yep. if you re- if you recall, my, my Holden is Mark, not Henry, and he's not there, so, because we discussed that, <laughs> if you r- recall, um... So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and we found that arch and then, you know, we went out, uh, we had a drink and then headed back to RST actually, because we were meeting Tucker Brennan, the guy who's opening RST video again.
4: and it was, And talk about luck. I mean, we pulled up and my God, you can't make this up like three in one day. We literally pulled up and, um... I get out, I look at this guy who's uh, outside RST, and I get out and I say, Ernie, and Ernie O'Donnell turns around and looks at me. I couldn't believe it. Hey, oh, which, shit.
2: And it's so funny because we get out of the car, and I'm looking at my phone because I'm trying to figure something else out that I need to figure out for like the rest of my day. And... How to pronounce manner? What's that?
1: How to pronounce manner?
2: <laughs> yes, how to pronounce manner. Um yeah. and and- he did it! <laughs> mm. and so i i'm looking at my phone and i hear henry like yelling to me in like the most excited way possible He's like dude it's ernie and i look <laughs> up and fucking ernie o'donnell's is standing there and yep, rick deris
4: was standing right there i couldn't yeah. believe it and then rick, yeah so well, i'm gonna have a chat with be- ernie o'donnell
2: before you get it because i know where you're Go going ahead, before please. you get yep. there so I walk up to him and I introduce myself and I'm like, Oh, we've talked. Cause I've talked to Ernie a couple times on Facebook. Cause we've been trying to coordinate getting him to come on Pottaskew and it's still something we're oh, working yeah. on. But we have this conversation and I'm like, Oh, I think, you know, my, <laughs> I think, you know, my co-host Rico. And he goes, Oh yeah, I know that guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I-, I still to this day don't know if there was negative or positive because he never really like elaborated on it. So I, I don't know. But it was quite funny to see his reaction.
1: The tra- I'll 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 show you that you could read the transcripts. Uh, it's it's, the- it's pretty laid back. It's not like no. me crap. I'm not I'm he- not like inappropriate to him. I'm no. Just- I just all- keep saying like, hey, when are you free?
2: Like well, all kidding aside, Ernie strike me as somebody that if you really had pissed him off, I would have heard about it. Like, he's laid back, cool dude, but I think he would have said something, you know? Hmm. So. I would
1: imagine Ernie could go whole, like, hard jersey on him. Oh,
2: yeah. There's no doubt about that. But, But to that point, we're about ready to, like, walk away and go find Tucker to get into RST. And I don't even know how it came up, Henry. So maybe you should take over for this. But, like. Yeah,
4: yeah, of course. I mean, going back to what you said there, I think I didn't exactly help the situation either. Because the thing that he said to me next was um i said uh i said we're actually facebook friends we've, we've spoken a couple of times i said i've come all, all the way from england i said oh yeah great i said can we take a picture he said yeah of course yeah so we take a picture and he says do you want to say hello to mike as well i like, sorry and um uh, thanks man. and uh he said um mike bellicos is just around the corner and i of course me being a clerks fan i know exactly who that is that's yeah. the in a row guy and i go oh, yeah wow absolutely i'd love to uh, i'd love to speak to him and um he literally comes around the corner, it's Mike Bellicose, and I go, like, really nice to meet you and that, love you. And I spoke to him about the, uh, the film and that. I said, and you were supposed to play Silent Bob, And he said, yes, I was, absolutely. And then, of course, I'm, I'm saying it, but I realized, oh God, I shouldn't be saying this as I'm saying it. And I look at Ernie and say, and you were, of course, supposed to play Dante, weren't you? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, oh God, I've remembered him. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't catch that
2: part, but that, explains why when you asked for the second picture he wasn't as receptive so I understand <laughs> that
4: now well what I literally said was I said I'll never get this chance again can I get a picture of the pair of you together and it's like yeah of course So they, and yeah there. and they
2: were they were and all kidding aside they were really gracious about the whole thing oh, and, they were. and they awesome were great.
4: yeah it was fantastic but, but I said like what are the chances three works yeah. actors in one day and right. and yeah. To to elaborate
2: to our listeners, the reason that Ernie and Bellicose were there—they're not just hanging out at the quick stop on chance that fans show up. They are actually. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um,
1: they they were friend, there. Man. Let's wait for someone to walk by. <laughs> um, they were. He would definitely get more if he was holding like a jug of milk. Right? You like, it like, right? Like, just like, <laughs> it like wait, it's just a couple fucking jugs of milk on a barbell. <laughs>
2: um, I, I don't even know where to go from that. But anyway, they... <laughs> they are the ones in charge of renovating and running the East Coast version of the Castle that Kevin bought. Yeah. And so they were there starting construction on what's going to ultimately be the Castle podcast theater, which... It blows my mind because I knew it was there, but I didn't realize it was in the same structure as everything else. So, except for the fact that Kevin doesn't own the first two stores. Because I think Kevin actually bought the other half of the building. Like, I don't think he's renting like Tucker is or leasing. I think he actually bought the back end of the building. It doesn't is basically...
0: <laughs> what's that? I so, said, no, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's going to be basically a shrine to view skew at this point because between the Smod Castle at the one end, quick stop at the other end, and now with what Tucker's doing, opening up mm-hmm. RST in the middle, like I know yep. he's really concerned. When we were talking with him, and we spent what a good hour and a half talking to Tucker, oh, didn't at we? Least. Yeah. yeah. And when we were talking to him, one of his biggest concerns is like, how am I going to drive business to this on a regular basis? Because he's renting VHS. He's not just doing like he's also going to do like Blu-ray and DVD. He said that, but but his primary is going to be VHS. And his concern was, how am I going to drive business to this? And I said, dude, look where you're sandwiched. You're mm-hmm. smack dab between the Smad Castle and Quick Stop. You are going to get foot traffic just by location, Absolutely. you know, and and I think that is going to be a long term, you know, thing for whether it's Tucker owns it or someone else owns it. But that's going to be basically the shrine to Smith at this point in in New Jersey. It's crazy. Absolutely. I mean, it was
4: uh, that was another thing I wanted to uh, tell you, uh, CJ. You were right. That tattoo parlor. That was the one where he got the tattoo. Oh, did you ask books. Ernie? I, or... I didn't. I watched uh, the documentary. That is literally – he mentions that is literally the one. They do the bottle of wine, and they go next door to get the tattoo. Okay, That is so, actually the one.
2: So for those who aren't familiar, very quickly, there was – when mm-hmm. we were standing outside the first time, and you're looking at the building, mm-hmm. on the far left is Quick Stop. In the, se- the second store is what's going to be RST and was RST mm-hmm. previously – then it was a tattoo shop and a, I think, like a ticket place. Like the, the fourth mm-hmm. one's really not important. But the third one was at a tattoo parlor. And mm-hmm. I knew this story, not from the documentary, Henry, actually. He had told the story on, I think, a Smodcast or a Tesdy. He's mm-hmm. probably told it a couple of uh-huh. times. But regardless, mm-hmm. he told the story about his Mad Hatter tattoo that he got <laughs> during the filming of Clerks. And I speculated that Henry, I wonder if that's the tattoo parlor he went to. And as he just told us, apparently it was. So there's that little bit of history that's still there as well. So it's it was just a really cool experience. And then finally getting to meet Tucker and talk to him and and his plans for RST and what he's going to do with that place. I will I Rico, I think I shared this with you, but Smoke, I I haven't told you. He is literally trying to get every copy of Navy SEALs he can get his hands on.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: And well he's and not getting
0: he, mine. He can fuck off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um but he, he he's literally trying to get in every format and every every way he can and he's gonna have awesome. like a whole shelf devoted to navy seals, which <laughs> yes. I think is amazing.
1: You know, it's... I, I the, the irony is I've never, I have not met Tucker. I didn't even know Tucker until, I mean, CJ had been telling me like, oh yeah, this dude wants to like, you know, is running is restarting RST, but th- I had never spoken to him. And then after you guys met him, I sort of reached out to him and I just sort of hit him up on Facebook. And you all know I work at a video rental store, so I was actually.